Welcome back to the Confident Teen Podcast. It has been my deepest intention over the past four years on my own journey to provide value and to help support other souls, especially teens. I am a mama of two, a wife, a certified teacher, and a holistic health coach. I believe in the power of sharing our stories and our lessons to help support others. I also believe confidence is deeply rooted within us all. We have just forgotten how to access it. My hope is that you know, adult or teen, that you are worthy, you are capable, and your potential is limitless. I am so grateful to have you here. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here to listen to another episode and so very excited to share my guest today with all of you. So her name is Joanna and she is the driving force behind her financial wellness for women mission. She teaches three pillars of wealth, wealth mindset, money organization, and easy investing to busy women and moms revolutionizing this male-dominated industry from telling and directing to educating and intentionality. With a bachelor's in finance and a life insurance license in dozens of states, Joanna is a trailblazer and thought leader in financial self-care and wealth education for women and their small children, and I'm going to include teens as well. So in this conversation, Joanna shared so many beautiful strategies and tips on how we can really educate our teens and our children to you know effectively move their money in a way that feels good to them and that will help set them up for wealth and abundance as they grow older and this is a skill set that i feel is so incredibly important and one that you'll hear in this episode that i was very, very eager to talk about because it is one that I don't feel that I really learned in my teen years. And so I feel like this conversation is especially important and I am just so excited to be able to share all of her knowledge with all of you. Hey, so really quickly before we dive into the episode, my name is Christy Simons and I am the host of this podcast. Additionally, I am also a mama of two, a wife, a certified teacher, and a teen life and confidence coach, also an author and energy healer. So over the past year, I have been a support for families, um, especially teens, who are really looking for a way to learn how to effectively move through the challenges that you know come in and out of our lives in a way that makes them feel empowered and confident. And yes, I have seen and I know from personal experience that this is possible. So to learn more about my Confident Teen program and the Mindful Mountain Cycle, a signature framework that I created that comes from pure passion and love for the work that I do, all you have to do is head on over to my website. So that's christysimonscoaching.com to book your complimentary connection call. Welcome back to the podcast. It's another beautiful day for a meaningful conversation with a guest that I am so very excited for you to meet. I am actually so happy to have her here today because I was just telling her some of the the things that we're going to dive into today are actually topics that um, I'm really looking into looking more at this year in 2024. Um, Yeah, money is definitely um, one of my goals, something that I am definitely in need of really just understanding more and connecting with this year. So with that, I am very, very excited, Joanna, for you to be here. And why don't you just introduce yourself first to the listeners? 
Uh, thank you so much, Christy, for having me. I'm Joanna Doibin. I'm dialing in from the opposite side of the U.S. in South Florida today. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a business owner. I'm a mom of three little boys. They're nine, six, and three. And I found my passion last year, which is teaching money uh, basics, uh, money organizing, and to moms and their small kids. So uh, when I heard that this is your mission to help teens with confidence in all areas, I said, have me on money confidence. Let's do this. Let's help somebody today. Yes. And that's why I'm so, so very excited to have you here. This is actually the first time I've had a conversation with somebody on the podcast as it relates to money. So I feel like this is going to be something super different and very, very interesting. And I just know the list, the listeners are going to learn so much and that you have, um, they're definitely going to have some takeaways, you know, from some of the things that you have to share with us today. Um, so first I want to start with the question that I ask all of my guests. Um, if you could speak to your teen self, what would she need to hear? Yes, my teen self, my teen Joanna, I would tell her the foundation of money that you're learning now is going to serve you for the rest of your life. And I'm only 39, right? So like the last 20 years has been all, um, all my money successes and my money ease and flow came from the foundations I built as a teen. So I would just high five her and be like, Joanna, keep doing what you're doing. I love that. So speaking to that, and as I was saying to you before we hit record, uh, I still do not like looking at my money. And it's one of the things or the goals, as I said earlier, that, you know, I really wanted to focus on this year because no matter what it looks like right now, and no matter how much shame or whatever I have around that story, um, I feel like the only way to actually, you know, fix that problem is to, to walk right towards it and through it, right. To actually uh -huh. focus on the things that I can do, you know, to help ease that. I don't know what it is about it, but money to me is just like, Oh, it's always been that bucket of my life that feels so depleted. But then mm. on the other side of that, it's like, whenever I think, okay, well, if I feel depleted in that area of my life, what can I do? Or how can I not feel that way? But I have so much resistance to even starting looking at it, trying. So yeah, I feel like, I mean, and again, that's just me being completely honest. So if anybody else is listening and they can relate, you're not alone. And that's why I'm so grateful that, you know, you're sharing your time and space with me today to have this meaningful conversation. So let's just dive in. Um, because I know that if I would have had, as you said, like a foundation in my teen years, or maybe even earlier, right? Like babysitting yes. and all those things. Um, yes. That could have made a world of a difference for me and not feeling the way I feel about money today. Yeah. And I appreciate your honesty. I think more people feel the way you feel about money and avoidance is a very co common coping mechanism. Um, and it's cliche, but knowledge is power. And I give all of my gratitude and, and um, to my parents for teaching me the most simple uh, most clear, easy solution to controlling the flow of your money. So you never have to avoid it, or you never have to be scared of it. Um, and, and so I appreciate, yeah, uh, you letting me share some of these tips that I learned as a young kid, that's not only going to help your teens, but maybe their mama's listening or their dad's listening, um, on how to really feel confident in your money and, and, 
you know, the whole point of your, of your podcast is uh, instilling confidence into teams. And when it comes to confidence in itself, it's when you, I believe confidence is, uh, shows up in your life and grows powerfully when you do the things that you said you were going to do. So if I say, I'm going to wake up every morning at seven and go for a 15 minute walk. And I do that every day, my confidence in myself really starts to grow. I can trust myself. And so as it relates to money confidence, it says, well, when I do this one habit, every time I get paid to, from a job, then that's, and you do it every time you're starting to grow your confidence in money and in your own ability to use money powerfully. Does that track? Oh my gosh. Yes, it totally Yay. does. Because I'm even just thinking of myself and even like last year, like, you know, having the goal of, okay, every paycheck, just make sure you're putting away like $50, even if it is just something small into mm -hmm. your savings, because it mm -hmm. will add up over time. Right. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. you have those thoughts come in of it's, you know, it's only $50. And then in a month, it might only be a hundred dollars that accumulates and it doesn't even feel like enough. So what's the point, right? Those are the thoughts. Again, these are my thoughts that I think. Sure. Um, and then you just kind of give up on that, on that goal that you had for yourself. And 100%, that is definitely what's going to, yeah, do the opposite of cultivating that confidence. So I guess I'm just thinking like, as it relates to this podcast and in terms of the, the listeners and the audience that I suspect that I have, I feel like it's a lot more parents that find me and that listen, because they are looking to empower their children. They are mm -hmm. looking to help them, you know, gain that responsibility and that awareness. And I mean, I feel like there are just, I mean, and I'm just speaking from a lens of my own life, but I, you know, adulting can be very challenging and I even at 36 years old do not have it all figured out. So I feel like that's why we kind of need each other, right? Sometimes it's just about talking to people and, and gaining new perspectives and like, what are you doing? Like what works for you? So um, where to start? What are some of the things that parents can do to empower their teens? Great, great, great question. And um, just to go back to what you said about the kind of the fear and, and the unknown, asking for help is a sign of really just maturity and intelligence. So, you know, not just for parents, but for teens that might land on this message, asking for help is great. We want to leverage everyone else's zone of genius or their special gift. And if your gift is, you know, painting, right, then money, isn't it? Ask for help with money. Right. And if you're, and if your gift is um, something outside of the area where you want to learn, it's okay to ask for help. And so, um, let's dive right into some basics for parents because if they're listening, right, they, they need to walk away with something practical today. So, um, I do want to, I do want to insert one thing before we get into like dollars and cents and touching physical currency. And that's the energy of money, Christy, or the energy of wealth. And a lot of this, I would say 90% of what we feel as far as supported by money, uh, that it's abundant or versus uh, it, that, that it's never enough or that it's going to fall out from under the lack mentality, all the energy and the mindset about money comes from our parents. So for the parents that are listening, start to become aware of the language you use with your kids when it comes to money. Like if they want a toy for young kids, oh, well, we can't afford that might be one way that we speak. That's just regular semantics around money. What if we switch that to say, I'm not sure I, we want to spend our money on that because 
saying you can't afford something is a lack underlying, but saying you, you choose not to spend money on that is an intentional, you know, powerful a way to say how you want to flow your money, right? So just right there as parents, let's be aware of the language we use around money. So we're not instilling into our kids lack, uh, lack mentality on it. And you know, what come up, comes up for me when you say that is fear. Mm-hmm. 100%. I feel like for me, it is a lot of fear around money. So actually currently, and I'm just going to bring this up now because this is my literal situation in this moment. Um, I am in the process of making the transition from doing this full-time working on my business, um, you know, helping teens to cultivate confidence and, you know, just nav- helping them navigate the complexities of their journey Um, But that means, you know, stepping away from my teaching career and a paycheck that was coming in and that was safe. And so a lot, actually, this is, the timing is just impeccable, I feel like with some of these conversations that I scheduled, because who would have thought, you know, this week I'd be, you know, in that transition and having those conversations with my husband and um, yeah, just really trying to decide if this is something that I want to go for. And the biggest fear that's coming up for me, of course, is money. Yeah. And feeling and that the word, there's always going to be a lack, like there's not going to be enough. And mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I don't even want it to mm-hmm. be about that. Like when you talk about energy, like I just want to put my services out there. And, and, and of course, you know, that energetic exchange of, of money is just, it's there to keep us all, you know, to keep the cycle flowing. Right. But yeah, at the end of the day, I just, sometimes I, I, the, the hold that money has on us can be, um, can be really challenging for me. Yes. It, it takes up a lot of energy in our, in our minds and then it's store it in our bodies. And then uh, before you know it, you're kind of snapping at your kid because you, you had this like yucky, unsafe feeling about the money not being there. And then your husband comes in and you're ashamed. Maybe he sees that doubt and that fear on you and you don't even want to make eye contact. So it's not, it's not as often about the physical dollars than it is the energy around money. So, and if you're a parent listening that thinks, well, I have a pretty abundant mindset or I don't, you know, we're, we're doing pretty well with money. So I don't often say we can't afford it. Well, I challenge you um, to even feel how you, when you release money, like at a store, when you go to pay for something or a bill, are you released like gripping onto it before you let it go? Or are you like, yes, I want to I'm happy to pay for this. I'm happy to send this money out into the world because of the way that it's going to come back or serve me through this product or service or experience. So there's a lot to unpack. Um, And that's a lifelong thing. So as teens or as parents of young children, the words around money, the energy around money needs to be intentional. And if you don't know where to start, like grab a book. There are many, many books about um, the secret to the millionaire mind or um, the science uh, the, the science behind being rich, probably botching some of these names and we'll get them right. But there's a lot of, to, to learn and around the energy of money that will supplement some really basic, really, really simple uh, tools that we can implement in the bank or in the flow of the cash. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking back to like, even, you know, I mean, I personally, I did babysit when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, We all used to get money for like Christmases from like our grandparents or birthdays and stuff like that. And then obviously as early as 16, I feel like I actually had, like, I was working like two jobs. Like one was a restaurant, one was like retail, but yeah, I, I literally can remember going through all of those years of my life, even all that money, birthday, Christmases, all of that. And I had nothing to show for it by the time, you know, I actually became an adult and started a career. So yeah, yeah. 
that's tricky, you know, because we don't make a ton of money when we're in retail or when we're at restaurants necessarily. But let's shift. Let's talk about what we can do physically with our money as uh, teens when we get paid to start to um, put those wealthy habits in place that when we are making more, we can continue that same pattern and use and organization of money. Um, and, and, and it'll, uh, you know, flow exponentially when there's more going into the bucket. Okay. So yeah. So I want, yeah. So let's look around, let's look around our office. Let's look around the kitchen table and let's find a couple of envelopes. I know this might not be where you were thinking I was going to go with this, but the most simple, most basic method, the way I was taught to start to control the flow of my money is using envelopes. Um, back in the, you know, nineties and two thousands, when I was babysitting like you, um, you know, I got paid in cash and that was wonderful. So, um, with cash in hands, you versus money on an ATM card or in the bank, you feel more in control because you can like touch it, uh, look at it, feel it, and then put it in its place so it can serve you later. Okay. So stay with me. So, so we're grabbing a few envelopes and as a teen or a parent of a teen, I want you to think of these envelopes as future checking accounts or future, you know, places that you'll put your money later as an adult, when you get access to different, you know, um, growth opportunities with your money, et cetera. And on the, on the envelopes, we're going to label these, like, let's take three envelopes to start. Okay. Um, the first one's going to be like bills. So if you're, if you're a young child, it has any financial responsibility, like their cell phone or, or money for their, um, you know, nights out with their friends or whatever, um, they're responsible to pay. We're going to label this first envelope bills. Okay. And so we might not have a lot of bills as young kids, but if we do, this is the first place where we need to make sure we're always supported. We're always secure and we're always have enough to pay our bills. Uh, you know, and so the second envelope from that is going to be fun. You can call it the fun funds. You can still call it lifestyle. Um, you can call it living my best life, whatever. Right. And this can be travel. This can be shopping. This can be, um, going out with friends, taking your other teen significant other on a date. I mean, whatever fun stuff that teenagers do to spend their money on, go to the movies, like that's envelope number two. So Already, we're separating our income into what we have to pay and then what we get to do if there is something left over. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but there's a third envelope. Any guess what that third envelope might be towards? No right or wrong answers. Just curious to see what you might think. Well, the initial thing that's coming to my mind, and yeah, I don't know if this is right, but it's kind of almost like a like a savings of, of sorts. Yes. Good girlfriend. Look at you. So savings. Yeah. Like gotta get we have envelopes. <laughs> grab some envelopes because that third envelope savings, um, eventually as an adult becomes your investment opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that $50 a month you were talking about that you skim right off the top. <clears throat> this is the method, the simplest method to pay yourself first. If you can, Um, or use what's left over to dump in. So here comes the flow. We've got our 
envelope with bills, our envelope with fun, and our third envelope for savings or future money, future investments. And if I go and I, and I babysit, for example, or I go, um, you know, bus, bus boy at a restaurant and I, and I leave my shift and I come home with $100 in cash. First of all, way to go. You're out there. You're creating income for yourself. You're building your confidence around money because you can control the flow right? Do I want to have a weekend uh, job where I get paid once a, once a week, or do I want to work three nights and increase my income? All of that control of the flow and the, the value that you bring to the marketplace, how you get paid. It's really important to start that young. So, uh, so you get paid uh, with your hundred dollars, you come home and now you've got your three envelopes and we want to divide our envelopes based on our goals. So I'm not going to tell you where to put your, your money. You're not going to tell your kid necessarily where to put their money, but you're going to empower them to say out of a hundred dollars, um, there's two ways to flow it. One first goes your bills, right? Cause your bills have to get paid every time. Let's say if it's a cell phone bill and it's 20 bucks a month, you take 20 off the hundred and you put it right into cell phones. Now, yeah. Option one is you could put the rest of the $80 into your lifestyle. And then at the end of the week, if there's any money left over that you didn't spend, dump it into savings, right? To get out and put it into the savings envelope or out of the $80 after you pay your bills, you can put the next 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 into savings and then let your lifestyle bucket catch whatever is remaining. Are you following this simple math? Is it making sense? Yeah, 100%. My actual, my question that was coming up was, is there, do you find that there's an energetic difference? Well, I guess you already kind of said this because like that tangibleness of being able to touch money definitely makes it feel different, but I'm just thinking like, do you think that it's still beneficial to even like it, like say once you set up your banking account to have like these different buckets, like labeled within the online space if somebody's not willing to do the envelopes? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, eventually we don't work with paper currency rarely any, 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 um, any more, you know, like we used to back in the day. So this is a way to transition into checking two checkings and a savings account. Um, as you know, if that's something that once you are able to establish the habit, you can transition electronically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just thinking too, like, I know like within my bank account, like you can actually like label, like even change the name. So now I'm starting to think, oh my gosh, you could actually just label it bills yes. and lifestyle. Yes. I really like, like even just like the terms that you use around it. Right. It doesn't feel so yucky. Like it doesn't feel, because that's the other thing I, you know, I feel like growing up <clears throat> and growing up around the adults that I grew up around, I just feel like the money conversation and, and I'm talking, I'm not even just talking about my parents. I'm talking about like everybody. It's always like bills, bills. Like there's so much negative mm -hmm. energy around the word mm -hmm. bills. But I feel like even if we shift that mindset to we, we are paying our bills to support our families, to just enjoy one another, have warm houses. I was just telling you, we just got dumped on with snow and, you know, it's freezing cold outside. And I often think of the people who don't have a safe space like this, like our money is, is allowing us to be here and safe and warm and food on our plates. And I just feel like there's a whole mindset that needs yes. to shift around that. It just feels like, you know, we work to pay our bills. That's where, um, I'm trying to get rid of that, of those patterns yes. of thoughts that often yes. like to sneak up on you. 
it's so common because it's like years and maybe generations of, of thoughts and patterns and verbiage that you heard, right? Not knocking our parents and, and the way that, and our grandparents and the way we were brought up, but maybe we didn't, they didn't know better. And so now that we know how important semantics are and the thoughts behind our actions are, when we are grateful for things, they show up more in our lives. So even just being grateful to, to afford to live indoors and have you know food in our fridge, and that's a level of abundance that if someone can be have so much gratitude to be able to afford these basic needs, how much more gratitude and happiness and joy will we find when we get to do fun things and adventures and maybe donate some of our money, philanthropy, be of service to the community. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, Christy. The energy we bring around the money that we're required to pay is just as important as the energy of money we bring around. How can we grow it? How can we make good decisions for the future? How can we use it for fun? All that stems from the basics of how we appreciate that first bucket that the bills envelope can can be full and uh, can support our basic needs. Oh my gosh, I love this conversation so much. Um, I just have like one or one or two more questions for you. Sure. Uh, so in terms of confidence, um, yes. as I'm understanding it, you would just say that it's especially just sticking to, to the habit. So finding a system that works for you and then sticking to it. Like it's that repetition and showing yourself, like building that undeniable proof that you are capable, right? Definitely. Because when you show up the way you plan to show up, when you follow the plan you set for yourself, you're building that confidence in yourself. However, if you start this method and then one week you're like, yeah, I don't really feel like it. You know, is it going to ruin your money plan? Are you going to be so far off and off your wealth and off your, your tracker of what you're going for? You may not be so far off physically, but energetically you're going back and forth on what um, you're telling yourself you're going to do. So sticking to the plan is the ultimate confidence boost for yourself and for your money um, to feel supported and abundant. Oh my goodness. I just, I can see your son now. They are so lucky to have you. Like I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm so, I'm so grateful for this conversation. And I just, I really truly believe that the things that you shared today, Joanna, are just going to help so many families. um, Thank you. feel, again, more confident in the way that they empower, um, you know, their their children as well and feel empowered with their own money, right? Yes, absolutely. And I am getting distracted. Here comes my son. And I'll be honest, I'm still learning a lot about the verbiage, about the semantics to say, oh, you broke that toy. Well, if you want a replacement, let's go to your bank account. You're going to pay for it. Or what are the ways to make sure that we're not putting our um, lack mentality on our kids? There's so much work still to be done here. But what I will say is the methods of the three envelopes or the three checking accounts is... um, all, all due to my parents. So that my dad did write a book on this concept. It's almost a manual, like an 18 page guide. And if we could link that in the show notes, I think it's going to take this from a cool idea or concept to actually help people follow the steps. You know, it's written in story format. It's, it's, it's entertaining, but it's also really practically um, able to execute on. So hopefully that's something that we can share with your audience, Christy, if that's okay. Oh my goodness. I would absolutely love that. And speaking of sharing, before I have to let you go, oh my gosh, she's so cute. When you listen back to this, you're going to be able to tell him he was a part of a podcast. 
Um, I just want you to share with the listeners where they can find you too, if they're looking for any additional support, because yeah, I, I just feel like already just from connecting with you, Joanna, and this is the first time I already trust you. And I trust, um, yeah, I just trust everything that you are saying so much and it resonated so deeply with me. So I'm just so grateful that we were able to have this conversation. Mm. So just where everybody can find you and I will link yes. everything in the Yes, Christy. Well, I suspect we're going to be having a one-off conversation because I can already feel where I can add value. And so joannadoibin.com, that'll be the best place to just get a glimpse. It's not like a super uh, in-depth, uh, you know, finance type of website, but it's really storytelling to help you understand, oh, I need help with this specific thing, whether it's debt, whether it's uh, organizing money, whether it's wealth energetics, they can, uh, anyone that li that's listening can book a time for a discovery call to meet with me where in 30 minutes, tell me your money story. And I'll tell you as a financial professional, um, any free money advice actually. And I know this will be a limited time offer because my calendar is, um, restricted, right? Not super open, but as a mom, I do mom and work. And so, but this phase of my life, I think the more people I can serve with basic money principles, um, the more goodness will be out in the world, more confident people, uh, less anxiety, people with anxiety around money and, um, money in the hands of women. I'll say it right that mothers and women, um, changes, changes the world for the better in, in lots of ways. So it's an honor to be that. here. Yeah, this was such a meaningful conversation and I'm just so grateful we got to have it today. Thank you so much, Joanna, for being oh, it's here. It's my pleasure, Christy. Thanks for having me. And, and that's all I got. Thank you so much for showing up today and for taking the time to listen to another episode. If any part of this episode resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate if you would share it with somebody else who may need to hear it too. Please don't forget to be brave, to trust yourself, and when you're ready, take action. Music